Welcome to Bathing with God. Listener Mailbag. Listener Mailbag. Hey, Quad. Hey, what? We have another listener question. Yes, I know. This one comes from Jessica. I know that too. Jessica asks, Hey, Glenn. How have you come to understand the concept of good and evil? In nature, it seems like those things don't exist. Is it mainly man-made, in the sense of what is harmful or not? Is it speaking more closely to the us versus them idea? Or do you believe there truly is intrinsic good and evil out there? I'd like to hear your thoughts. All right, thanks, Jessica. So, Quad, what do you think? I think it is cute. Cute? You think what is cute? I think it is cute that Jessica, like so many other people in this world, think that something is either a product of nature or man-made, as if there is a difference between what naturally grows out of the earth and something that is imagined in the human mind. All right, Uh, what exactly do you mean? I mean that humans grew out of nature in this universe, on this planet Earth, in exactly the same way that trees did, or that birds did, or that flowers and bees and bacteria and viruses do. Yeah, I don't think that Jessica is unaware of that fact. Well, I'm not singling out Jessica here, but she did say that good and evil do not seem to exist in nature. And she asked if those concepts only exist in the human mind, as if the human mind is not also within the realm and scope of nature as if the human mind did not follow a natural path of evolution that traces its origins all the way back to the Big Bang and whatever might have existed before the Big Bang, where atoms were forged in the stars, and those atoms formed different kinds of atoms, which formed different kinds of molecules, which formed different kinds of cells, which formed different kinds of life, which includes different kinds of nervous systems, one of which is the human brain. This process of evolution is the means whereby nature becomes nature, where environmental influences are just as important to the evolution of life as the selfish genes that are constantly clawing and scraping their way against any hostility that any environment may throw in their path. Life adapts to its environment, if it can, in order to survive and reproduce and experience life in whatever way that form of life has evolved to experience life. For some odd reason, today's humans do not tend to think of themselves as extensions of nature, the same nature that you see in rocks and plants and animals, in earth, wind, fire and water. Humans tend to equate so much of reality with the very narrow range of experience that they experience through their physical senses physical senses which evolved alongside at least 8 billion other forms of life on this planet. Yes, Quad, you've preached this at me many times before. What's your point, and how does this address Jessica's question? My point is that the human concepts of good and evil do not exist outside of nature. That would be impossible. What you call good and evil are very much a part of nature, a vitally important part of nature the part of nature that struggles and claws against the hostile parts of its environment for its very own survival. 
the parts of nature that selfishly seek survival over destruction. The parts of nature that are embedded deep within the deepest instincts of all living things. The part of nature that is expressed in the human mind through the form of thoughts, feelings, ideas, and words. Forms of expression which are just as much a part of nature as the barking of dogs or the swarming of bees. Slow down, Quad. Alright, so you're saying that good and evil do intrinsically exist in nature? Yes, of course they do. First and foremost, they are ideas and concepts created, quite naturally, within the minds of human beings. But more significantly than that, they are ways that humans express something deep in their very nature. The way that the human nervous system has been evolving, and is continuing to evolve by the way, to identify things in the environment that are beneficial for survival, aka good things, and to identify things that are not beneficial for survival, aka evil things or bad things. This is a deep instinct in all forms of life that is a much older part of you than your more recently evolved tendency to create symbols and labels that name those instincts as good or evil and rationalize those instincts with logic, reason, imagination, and convoluted storytelling. Once again, I cannot emphasize this more strongly. The instinct to identify things as good or evil, aka beneficial or not beneficial to survival, is a shared instinct with all forms of life. This does not mean, however, that all forms of life experience good and evil in the same way. For example, breathing in carbon dioxide is good for plant health, but it's not good for animal health. Likewise, breathing in oxygen is good for animal health, but not good for plant health. Thankfully, these different forms of life co-evolve together so that one man's poison is another plant's nutrition, and vice versa. In this very same way, not everything deemed to be good or evil is universally good or evil for everything. It is all relative to its evolved nature. All forms of life have some type of evolved nature, as well as some type of awareness of what is good or bad for that evolved nature. You only know the human way of experiencing this, but there are billions of other forms of life with billions of variations of this deep instinct to find the good and eradicate the bad that is experienced. Eukaryotic cells, for example, make up most of your body. You have upwards of 30 trillion of these cells, cooperating together, communicating together, that provide you your experience of life. Each one of these cells is a living, functioning, experiencing thing. They actually know how to move towards things that are beneficial to their survival and move away from things that are harmful. Do you know the evolved mechanism that instinctually leads and guides these actions? Do you know what they experience? Could it be similar to something that you experience? Do they experience some kind of inner communication between their own organelles that is similar to the feelings, thoughts, and emotions that you experience? which lead and guide you through your own look for the good and eradicate the bad experiences of existence? Your daily life is flooded with the vibrational, emotional sensations that your nervous system provides, which means that your physical senses do what they evolved to do, 
they scan the immediate environment for signs of safety or danger. How do you know that these cells do not also have a vibrant emotional existence? They have the same basic rudimentary structures, organelles, and functions for life that you have. What makes you think their rudimentary nervous systems have not also created methods to communicate to the rest of their being on how and why to move towards things that are good and move away from things that are bad? Your nervous system does that by thinking thoughts, by assigning names and labels, by creating logical reasoning, and by telling stories about what is good and what is evil. But if an advanced alien species were to examine that process in a human being, they would see a pattern of electrical synapses firing in your brains, encouraging you to move towards some things and away from others, just the way that you see the behavior in eukaryotic cells and in every other form of life. Do you really not see good and evil existing in nature? Because even if they only exist in the minds of human beings, that is still a form of nature. Okay, okay, Quad. I think you've beaten that horse to death already. Which would be evil from the horse's perspective, but maybe good for you if it helped make a point. Maybe, but I think Jessica really wants to know about the man-made nature of good and evil, whether there are absolutes or whether it is all subjective and relative. It is both. The absolute truth from the perspective of source energy is that existence is eternal even though forms change as a result of movement through time. But nothing is ever really threatened or destroyed. Everything that exists right now, in this snapshot moment of time, has and always will exist in this snapshot moment of time. In other words, source energy evolved to a point where everything is good and nothing is evil. But from the perspective of an individual, who feels a threat to his existence? Good are those things that keep the fear at bay, and evil are those things that make the fear seem real. In that sense, from your perspective, living in fear of your own mortality as you all do, good and evil are all relative. Despite these deep instincts for good and evil that everyone is sharing, there are many, many differing variations of what exactly those instincts mean. There are many reasons for this. It is not simply nature or nurture, but is a far more complicated blend of both of these, while also factoring in variables such as environmental influences, individual and group temperament, personal desire, conscious or unconscious choices, and scale of individual conscious and unconscious awareness of who and what we really are. In other words, those people who understand both the eternal and ephemeral nature of their own nature and just how natural all of this is. So, the short answer to Jessica's question is yes, there is intrinsic good and evil as found deep within the evolved instincts of all living things. However, the way that the human mind interprets and expresses that instinct varies greatly from culture to culture and person to person within the sphere of natural reality known as the human mind. Okay, but what about the us versus them part that she asked about? Us versus them becomes associated with good and evil when the human mind equates us with good and them with evil. Or, in other words, 
when the human mind equates us with beneficial to survival and them with threatening to survival. For example, say that someone feels that their relationship to others is necessary for their happiness or their survival. They would view something that threatens that relationship as evil and something that strengthens that relationship as good even if the relationship is not really essential to either their long-term happiness or their survival. The human mind is not always a very good predictor of good versus evil. It can be fooled quite easily, and it is all the time. If you, however, desire to do so, you could get out in front of your brain, so to speak, and choose to associate both us and them, and every experience actually as beneficial to survival, and thereby weaken the hold of good versus evil or us versus them on your psyche. This is how source energy does it, and if you want to imagine what that way of seeing the world would actually look and feel like, all you have to do is turn to your inner quad and try. Okay, so basically you're saying that there is no distinction between man and nature, if something is happening in the mind of man, it is also happening in nature? Yes. And that the instinct behind what we call good and evil is a deep instinct shared by all forms of life. It is essentially the survival instinct? Yes. And what is good for one form of life can be bad for another form of life? Yes. But from Source Energy's perspective, there is no good or evil because there's no ultimate threat to survival? Yes. Well, then why didn't you just say that? Because where would be the fun in that? Thank you for listening to Bathing with God. If you like what you just heard and would like to purchase a print or Kindle version of the complete book, search for it on Amazon.com or go to the website bathingwithgod.com. And if you really, really like what you just heard, share it with someone you love and give me a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you use. You can also like our Facebook page and subscribe to the Bathing with God YouTube channel. And if you'd like to reach out to me personally, you can email me, Glenn Osland, at bathingwithgod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you, and probably so would Quad. Oh yeah, bring it. Thanks again for listening to Bathing, Bathing with God. God.